When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 3. The Long Night. We begin with Samuel Tarly looking petrified as he's handed a dragonglass dagger in the Winterfell courtyard. All across the castle, the living are preparing to fight the dead. Sam is scared, they're all scared, we're all scared. Bran Stark, who knows he's the Night King's number one target, heads to Winterfell's Godswood with Theon and his ironborn men to guard him. Tyrion reluctantly goes to the crypts with the other non-combatants, but you can tell he's not very happy about it. Sansa and Arya watch from the walls as the united armies of the living assemble outside the castle with all our favourites on the front line. Brienne, Jamie, Tormund, Pod, Gendry, the Hound and more. Grey Worm leads the Unsullied into formation, while Sam finally joins Dolores Ed on the battlefield despite his terror. Even Ghost is getting in on the action, joining Jorah and the Dothraki as part of the cavalry. On a hill near Winterfell, Jon and Daenerys watch their troops, biding their time before they mount Drogon and Rhaegal and fly into battle. From his position on the battlements, Sir Davos notices a figure on horseback approaching the castle. It's Melisandre, having returned from Volantis to fight despite being banished by Jon Snow for sacrificing Shireen Baratheon. Melisandre has the Dothraki raise their arax, the curved swords they use in battle, and uses her magic to light them on fire, and it's cool as... As she approaches the castle, Melisandre tells the Grey Worm, Valarmagulis, all men must die. Cheery. Davos reluctantly allows her inside Winterfell as he's still furious that she killed his former king's daughter and his beloved friend. Melisandre reassures him that she'll be dead before the dawn, before giving Arya a Paddington stare. There's no more time to prepare. The Night King's army has arrived and the battle must begin. Jorah, Ghost and the Dothraki begin to charge towards the Whites as Winterfell's trebuchets hurl flaming debris towards the dead. The two forces collide and as the troops near the castle peer through the snowstorm, they see the Dothraki's fiery swords slowly extinguish one by one. Eventually, Ghost, Jorah and a handful of Dothraki retreat to the castle. The entire Dothraki army have been decimated. Daenerys watches the carnage from the hilltop in anguish, and though Jon tries to warn her, she mounts Drogon and joins the fight. The Whites approach the castle, and Arya tells Sansa to get to the crypts, arming her with a dragonglass dagger. When Sansa protests that she doesn't know how to fight, Arya reminds her sister to stick them with the pointy end, just as Jon told her back in Season 1. 
Outside Winterfell, a brutal skirmish is underway. Brienne is almost overwhelmed by whites, but Jamie covers her back. Jorah is tackled from his horse, and the warriors are forced to dodge whites approaching from all sides. Drogon gives them some respite, breathing fire on the undead, thinning their forces a little, and Daenerys is joined in the sky by Jon and Rhaegar. But the White Walkers bring a fierce snowstorm that makes it difficult for Daenerys and Jon to keep a grip on their dragons, and even more difficult for flames to have any effect on anything. Back on the ground, Sam is tackled by a white and almost killed, but Ed saves him and pulls Sam to his feet. It's Ed's final heroic act, however, as moments later he's stabbed by a white. R.I.P. Dolores Ed, 999th Lord Commander of the Night's Watch and the first major casualty of the Battle of Winterfell. With the undead overwhelming them, the living fall back to the gates of Winterfell and the unsullied cover their retreat. From the castle walls, Arya shoots a flaming arrow to stop a white chasing the hound. Oh, she does care. Grey Worm raises a defensive trench around Winterfell and Davos signals to Daenerys to set it alight with dragonfire, but she can't see him through the snow. Luckily for them, they have a fire priestess on their side. The Unsullied form a shield wall around Melisandre and bring her, albeit annoyingly slowly, to the fortifications. She makes incantations to the Lord of Light in increasing desperation as the undead draw closer to her. Just as the Whites reach her, the trench bursts into flames, holding the Night King's army back for now. Down in the crypts, Tyrion laments that he's unable to help the armies above ground as he did during the Battle of Blackwater in Season 2. Sansa bluntly reminds him that he would die pretty quickly out there, and the bravest thing they can do is be honest about their limitations. They reminisce about their short-lived marriage, but Sansa's comments about Daenerys anger Missande, who reminds her they'd all be dead without the Dragon Queen. That's a beef to save for another time. In the Godswood, Theon tries to apologise to Bran for everything he did to the Starks. Bran, who's now a pretty emotionless three-eyed raven, don't forget, tells Theon that his actions, for better or worse, led him back home when they needed him most. Bran walks into ravens and watches the Night King order the Whites to step into the flaming trench. As the bodies pile up, the remaining undead are able to cross the fiery barricade. The Whites climb the walls of Winterfell, and those left alive begin to fight on the battlements. Arya joins the fray with her awesome new staff, cutting down Whites like she's carving a cake. Meanwhile, the Hound is frozen in fear yet again. The undead are bad enough, but his fear of fire really is not helping things. Come on, fella. Beric tries to motivate him to fight, but the Hound insists that they're in a war against death, which is a battle they can't win. Beric draws his attention to Arya, who's struggling against the onslaught of Whites, and the Hound is shocked into action and runs to protect his former prisoner. An undead giant breaches the door of Winterfell, tossing Lyanna Mormont to the side. Blooded and broken, she struggles to her feet and charges at the giant, which grabs her and crushes her ribcage. As a final act of defiance, Lyanna stabs the giant in the eye, and the two collapse to the ground. Lyanna dies, but no one can deny that she fought with the strength of ten men, just as she always said she would. In the skies above Winterfell, the Night King arrives riding Viserion. Daenerys and Jon give chase. Beneath the ground, Sansa and the women and children hear soldiers begging to be let into the crypts, but the sound slowly dies away as the undead army heads further inside Winterfell. As we move into horror movie mode, Arya is alone in the deserted library and flits from bookcase to bookcase, hiding from approaching whites. She's eventually spotted and they pursue her through the corridors. Beric and the Hound find her pinned down by a white. Beric holds them off while the Hound carries Arya to safety, but it comes at a cost. With Thoros of Mere dead, there'll be no more resurrections for Beric Dondarrion, and the devout warrior succumbs to his wounds for the final time. <laughs>
R.I.P. You MVP. At that moment, Melisandre arrives and reminds Arya of the prophecy she gave her when they first met back in season three as the Red Priestess was busy abducting Gendry for her evil schemes. Melisandre told Arya she would shut many eyes forever. Brown eyes, green eyes, blue eyes. Before Arya returns to the battle, Melisandre repeats the words of her old water-dancing instructor, Sirio Pharrell. What do we say to the God of Death? Not today, Arya replies. We finally get our dance of dragons, as up in the air, Rhaegal and Viserion get stuck into one another. Rhaegal forces Viserion to the ground and the Night King falls off, but Rhaegal is also severely injured and has to land. Jon hits the dirt hard. Daenerys spots the Night King on the battlefield and strafes him with dragon fire, but it fails to kill him. Targaryen heritage, perhaps? Hmm. Daenerys is forced to retreat and Drogon narrowly avoids the Night King's ice javelin. Jon pursues the Night King as he approaches Winterfell, but before he reaches him, we get hard home too, and the Night King raises his arms and reanimates the corpses on the battlefield, now including the undead Ed and Lyanna Mormont. The bodies in the crypts also spring to life, much to the horror of the civilians and to the delight of a million armchair warriors who screamed, I told you so, at the screen. Probably. Drogon and Daenerys cover Jon's back from the hordes of white so he can head to protect Bran. The undead have already reached the godswood and Theon's ironborn soldiers are beginning to fall one by one. After Jon leaves, whites begin to climb Drogon's back and he accidentally throws Daenerys off before he flies away. Daenerys is left alone on the battlefield, surrounded by hundreds of whites. She looks doomed, but Ser Jorah, her ever-faithful advisor, suddenly appears to defend her. Daenerys also grabs a sword from the ground and starts stabbing whites, but the pair are surrounded. Look, things are bleak. The civilians are suddenly thrown into the battle as the undead chase them through the crypts. Sansa and Tyrion say a silent farewell before Tyrion heads towards the Whites too, intending to fight them off. Jon's path to Bran is blocked by Viserion's blue flames, which have engulfed the castle courtyard. Theon is Bran's last defence against the Night King, who arrives in the Godswood with a posse of White Walkers. Bran tells Theon he's a good man, and that encourages Theon to attack the Night King in defence of his adopted brother. However, the Night King impales Theon, and he slowly bleeds out in the snow. Across Winterfell, the living make one final stand. Jaime and Brienne keep fighting on the battlements against overwhelming odds. Outside the castle, Jorah is stabbed over and over again, but keeps on fighting to defend his queen, who gets in a few good kills herself. Jon stares down Viserion in the courtyard. It takes a lot of courage to scream in the face of an undead dragon, but no one ever accused Jon of cowardice. All seems lost. In the godswood, the Night King stares down at Bran. As he reaches for his sword, Arya Stark appears from the darkness and leaps towards him. The Night King turns and grabs her by the throat, and she drops the Valyrian steel dagger that Bran gave her, the one that was used in the attempt on his life back in Season 1, and also began the war between the Starks and the Lannisters. Using a move she practiced against Brienne in Season 7, Arya catches the dagger in her other hand and plunges it into the Night King's side in the exact same spot and the exact same location as he was created all that time ago by the Children of the Forest. The Night King shatters into fragments of ice, the White Walkers disintegrate and the Whites slowly collapse to the ground. The army of the dead has been defeated and we all breathe and cry and cheer. With victory assured, Jorah finally falls to the ground. His wounds are too severe to overcome. Daenerys weeps and cradles her friend as Jorah dies, and the Honourable House Mormont dies with him. Dawn breaks over Winterfell, while the stunned survivors of the battle re-emerge into the light. 
Melisandre walks out of the castle, and Davos follows her, presumably to make sure she doesn't escape justice for Shireen's murder. The Red Priestess takes off her necklace, the object that kept her young and strong, and tosses it to the ground. From afar, Davos sees her slowly age and kneel down in the snow. Her purpose for the Lord of Light has been fulfilled, and Melisandre is the final casualty of the Battle of Winterfell. For now, I'm going to go and have a sit down. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from, and we'd love you to join us for them. If you know someone who needs to get up to speed with Thrones, just send them our way. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback, have I pronounced the name wrong? I hope I haven't. Or ideas for a show that we should be covering. We'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at Previous Podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.